Welcome to the Dragon Meet to the Movies podcast. I'm Ned. And I'm Joe. This week's movie is Predator from 1987. Stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Bill Duke, so many other people. I mean, you've got wrestlers in here. You've got all of these muscle-bound men just tearing through the jungle. Joe, what did you think? Uh... Well, I hate to I hate to say this, but I I watched the wrong movie. What do you mean? What predator did oh, you watch? I thought you said carnivore, not predator. What? That's a, what? 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 So I liked it. I like Predator. Wait, it was a good movie. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, is there a problem? You said problem? you watched Carnivore, not Predator. That was a joke. Was a well, dead. you you, you yeah, it's ruined called, it. It's called, it's called comedy. No, Ned. that's it's horrible. Ned. It's, it's all not about comedy. Timing. No. Anyway. <laughs> you ruined it. Predator. Ruined. Again. Set, I think this is what? The second movie of Arnold Schwarzenegger fame that we've watched for Dragon Yeah, movies? yeah, yeah. We did the last action hero that just translated into this. So do we now induct Arnold Schwarzenegger into the Drag Me to the Movies Hall of Fame? After two episodes? You're right. You're right. We should have did it after the first one. Uh, but uh yeah, so the movie. I've never seen Predator, of course, because therefore we have a podcast about it. Hmm. Um it was a lot of what I thought it would be and a lot of what I didn't think it would be. Uh and let me let me elaborate. So I expected this to be like bone dry, uh intense the whole time. Like no character, just like oh man, blood and guts and shooting and and hunting and yelling and and all that. But this movie had a lot more character uh, than I expected. Okay, um, and what I mean by that is like the relationships between the characters and kind of the quirkiness of all of the characters and the over the top personalities of all the characters. Right. Right. So. For instance, right, I don't I don't live totally um, in a cave, but uh, the predator handshake, right? That that whole thing, that whole conversation between like him their and, arm wrestling, uh, yeah. Carl right. Well, like they come up and they do the like they grasp they grasp each other's like arms and like I don't know, like all they flex their muscles and stuff. Yeah, it's like between, an arm wrestle in the air handshake. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So between Dutch and Dylan. Right. And they're doing that. And like, then of course you get the quote. So Dylan, you son of a bitch. And, uh, and you kind of get to, to see like, Oh, you know, Dylan's this guy who's kind of big and, and, you know, the, I don't know. Is it the government of some type, like the army CIA? I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, he's they're They're kind of more mercenaries where he's like the actual, like works for the government guy. Right. And uh, and you get to see like there's something between him and 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 Arnold and and then you know like oh there's some bad blood there because they called him in for something that they didn't think they called him in for and you know it's like all right this is stereotypical stuff and mm-hmm. uh, then they get to the part where they start riding their helicopter in and then you get to see like the ragtag squad that's in there with uh, with Arnold and how they all have like their own like I don't know how to say it other than like their own meathead. Uh, personalities, right? Their own um, styles. 
Right, right, right. So like Jesse Ventura is like the over the top, like blow shit up, like yeah, yeah, getting everybody's face kind of guy. Blow everything and, down with the minigun guy. Right, and then you got Mac, who's kind of like the the uh, superstitious like uh, kind of guy, right? A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there was uh, is it Billy? He was kind of like the uh, the in tune with nature guy. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, so like they all had like their own like their own kind of flair of of what what their their whole thing was. And of course, Arnold's the protagonist, so you know he's over the top, like up in everybody's grill about everything, leading the charge into battle. But I liked how like just I don't know, I don't I don't know how to explain it other than it wasn't it didn't take itself seriously the whole the whole time, you know. Um, I think it didn't get too over the top serious until like the predator started picking them off one by one at the end. Yeah. Uh, it was more like kind of like fun. Let's kill the Vietnam or the Vietnamese <laughs> kind of stuff mm-hmm. until like, uh, until the predator got involved and then it got very, very, very serious. Um, and I didn't expect all that. Um, so that was, that was kind of a fun, uh, a fun ride or a fun experience, I guess that I wasn't, wasn't expecting. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you th- do you think it? I mean, I guess you know what the movie came out in the nineties. Is that right? Nineteen eighty-seven. Oh, eighty-seven. Okay, so uh, I guess for that time frame, is that is that normal for that kind of movie? Um, I mean, I thinking back at that time, like I'm thinking Rambo, I'm thinking all that type of stuff. Where, yeah, in a way, um. It wasn't always like a great story or character development, but it was usually some kind of mix or diverse group of muscle heads just going in there, butting heads and having conflict with each other. And yeah, uh, that's kind of what a lot of those like Stallone, Schwarzenegger, um, all that type of stuff kind of was. Even like if you get into uh, Jean Claude Van Damme or even. Uh, oh, there's just so many at that time. And that's kind of like, it's funny to see like the Expendables movie was kind of a way of pulling back all of those guys from the eighties and early nineties into a movie where they can all interact with each other. So, right. Yeah. In general, most of them had something like that. Like they weren't always the greatest stories. This one I had feel had like a little bit more of a motivation behind it. Like, yes, it was mm-hmm. misleading them into what their mission was. And then, you know, obviously they find out the other team was picked off by this predator and now it's hunting them. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, OK, that's it's good to know that that I wasn't making up or fabricating any of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, honestly, I, I loved I loved how all that went. Um and I, I guess to add on top of the character, right, it's chock full of quotable, you know, sayings um, like uh, like, of course, the Dylan, you son of a bitch. Like, I, mm-hmm. I knew that was a thing before I even watched the movie or get to the um, chopper, get to the chopper like that. Uh, yeah. like, Come on, do it. Do it. Kill me now. Like, I, mm-hmm. I knew that, but I didn't know it was from that. Uh, so I kind of lit up a lot when uh, when those things happen. You know, and then there was like the quotes, like if it if it bleeds, kill it, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of thing, um, 
Like I, I'd never heard that quote, but that was kind of hilarious. Oh yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's just, just over the top, stupid, stupid quotes that I love. Like just so memorable. But yeah. I, I, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, there's just so many things like early on is, you know, somewhat forgettable. Uh, I mean, obviously they go in and blow up everything, but it really does kind of pick up where they're actually being hunted. Um, and then, you know, you have the like climax where it is Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, Dutch versus the predator. So yeah, that, that really builds up into a nice third act for the movie. Indeed. And I, and I, uh, I appreciate how they developed the, um, I guess the character of the predator, right? So early on you see it hunting and it doesn't really do a whole lot other than just kind of sneak around. And then that targeting system comes out of its shoulder and then just kills people instantly, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, uh, <laughs> There's not really much of a hunt there if it's just able to have a, like a, a targeting system just do its thing and blow them up, right? Right. Um, so at, at first I take it as in like oh, these guys are super screwed because like he's got automation on his side, whereas these guys only have like they have to point a gun at something and, and shoot it. Um, right. So it's like all right, they're, they're, it's already unfair. Um, but I appreciate how that kind of plays into how the predator relies on its technology so much, whereas Dutch relies on its, his resourcefulness, you know? Um, Yes. There is definitely an imbalance there. Right. Right. But there's also another thing that I don't know if you're aware of yet. Sure. um, Go ahead. With predators, like throughout the movie, um, they kind of talk about them taking like skulls and spines and, kind of like using them as trophies uh, where right. these aliens are true hunters. They are not just killing because they kill. They are actually hunting for sport and they want it to be like a rewarding thing to kill something. So that's right. like a little bit of an honor system in there. So instead mm-hmm. of like, you know, him just using his tech to kill him, he gets to that point where they end up going like bare fists with each other. And that's where he felt it was fair to, you know, give up the tech and just fight straight out and see if who wins. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did pick up when it, when like he was taking trophies from every person. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool that like, it's not just a, uh, a random alien murdering people. Like yeah. they're, they're doing this for like, like as if they're on a safari. Basically, right? Intergalactic mm-hmm. Safari. Um, so yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um and uh it kind of reminded me of like almost as if like the predator was like that rich that rich guy that goes on the safari and you know they pull him up basically to an animal and say here shoot it and then you do it because because he had it so easy at the beginning. Right. Um and that's and that's where I, I get I like where like uh you know, everybody's getting picked off and Dutch happens to fall in that river uh, and all the mud. And that's mm-hmm. when he notices that the predator can't see him. And he and he he's able to instinctively, I guess, figure out that he can only see heat vision or I guess he only has heat vision. So he can't see him when he's covered in mud. Um, 
so it was cool that like, hey, he's got all this technology, but he's got all this nature and uh, survival know-how that he can utilize. He has home court advantage. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So he's like he's he's crawling around in the with in you know mud all over him, making these like battering rams out of tree logs and spike traps and uh, all this stuff just to try to catch him. Um. Or to to catch, I guess, get an advantage. Um. It was pretty cool, and I guess it leads up to that that saying again, like, "Here I am, come get me, kill me now." Um. You know, like he's yelling that at the predator. The predator. I'm imagining doesn't speak English, right? Or doesn't have a translator, so he doesn't know what he's saying. But, but he understands. Predator, yeah. Right. He understands the situation. Right. Right. So he he can get a grasp on. Okay, I'm being I'm being lured in here. Uh, this is clearly a trap. Um. So that's that's where I started to get a little bit more respect for the predator at that point mm-hmm. because he also showed that he had some instincts. Not just not just tech to lean on the entire time. Yep. Uh, and you really start to see that. I think I think this is when all the, when all this starts is when he loses his helmet. Right. Um, and he's not able to to utilize that for aiming and stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, well, he, he does that, right that ultimately trying to kind of even the playing field um, where he doesn't have his guns. So he takes off his shoulder gun. That has a targeting right. system. Um, yep. And then they kind of go down to like he has the um, retractable like claws, um, so they can use those and fight him having a knife or whatever. Um, I don't know. Like I really like the Predator in whole, just based off like this movie has a lot of practical effects. It's kind of like the time period before CGI becomes a thing. Right. So. You see the character design. Yeah. Right. Like that, that overlay type effect that you see of that time. Yeah. And then you have like the predator, like just looking at how they have that. It's very humanoid looking except for like the face. And that's of course where you get you a one ugly motherfucker. Like it's, (laughs) it's just a nice kind of thing to see. Like, I don't know if you've ever played any of the alien First predator video games i have not no okay well in there like i i think i played the first one and it, you have an option of being the military guy a xenomorph or the predator and if you're the predator or xenomorph you have like a good chance of you know like, coming out with victory the military man like i don't know whenever i played him he was just at such a disadvantage and I don't know, having like the Xenomorph be something practical and the Predator, it just has this element of believability, I guess. And I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just think it's a really cool character design that I respect a lot. Um, anytime yeah. they, I see practical monsters over something that's CGI, like I understand where CGI comes in, but I don't know. I always respect the practical approach more yeah. than relying on CGI fully. Yeah, the the suits and the puppeteering always seem to uh, make it more real feeling. You know. Yeah. Um, I think it's too because the actors are actually interacting with something. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of times with this green screen or or the CGI, they're they're talking to somebody who's 
wearing a green suit or a track suit yeah. uh, type thing, you know? Um, so yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think it was pretty well done too. Um, mm-hmm. The costume itself, like the design. Yeah. Just the way the mouth opened up and like the jaw kind of separated a little bit. And it was yeah. interesting. Yep. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, overall, man, I thought it was a fun ride. Um, I thought the ending was, was fine. Um, you know, something like that. You like to see, uh, the humans come out on top and I think it played out in a fashion that was satisfying, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah. And I, I guess I should say too, I really liked how the predator laughed at the end. Yeah. You know? Like he he's like, yeah, I was beaten, but you're screwed kind of thing. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. Like to me, that was one of the parts that I always thought was a little odd. Like. He had the capability of using his tech to mimic other people's voices. So I don't know, like if you read into it, he's using a human voice to have that laughter. Um, or is that just how predators are meant to laugh? Yeah, like, so I, that's, that's what I didn't know either. Yeah, do they sound like that when they laugh? Yeah, I, um, I kind yeah. of, I don't know. Since he had knocked or let go of all of his tech, aside from you know the wristband that had the kind of like self-struct mode on it, um, I don't know. I just, <clears throat> I didn't love the laugh at the end there. I mean, obviously it was a, a cool scene as far as like he's gonna kill himself. Arnold needs to get the fuck out, but at the same time, like that laugh, it's. I thought they would have done more of like a monster laugh instead of like sounding like a regular human laugh. Like a dude know. in a suit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I, again, I, I was very pleased with the movie. Um, I was happy that you suggested that for sure. Oh, yeah. Is there yeah. anything I haven't touched on that you thought's noteworthy? Um. I don't know, like in general, like one of the things that's always been interesting to me is like I've seen pretty much all of the aliens, all the Predator, all the alien versus Predator stuff. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the other stuff at all. I have not. So there's some really interesting lore, like Alien was its thing, Predator was its thing, and then they decided to try and tie the two stories together for Alien versus Predator, which um I think originally like they did a game, but I think it was also it was like a comic book series uh, that they had done um, that obviously led into a movie. And with that, the way they tied the two lores together, just it made like such good sense. So as I was saying, the predators are kind of true hunters. And when I'm saying predators, there are more than one. So they're very honorable as far as, how they hunt and like the fact mm-hmm. that he was defeated by Arnold at the end, he admitted defeat by kind of issuing that self-destruct mode, whether or not that was his intent to take him and Arnold out or just to say, you've won, I'm finishing myself off um, type scenario. So it kind of had that like honor system that I really kind of appreciate. And then the fact that, carrying on you have other predators and it's kind of a tradition for these predators to kind of go out i don't know if it's entirely based off of like a society going into adulthood that they are required to go out and do these types of hunts but 
they have these hunts that they organize and they're expected to come back with trophies and stuff to show some type of, you know, accomplishment. And they kind of use the aliens as, you know, a good prey to go after. Um, and then they have this whole tie in to man also being uh, a good prey to kind of hunt down as well. So it's, it's just a really thing, interesting thing. And I would be curious if uh, eventually we should get into watching some of the alien movies. So you become familiar with those uh, from the predator side, really have predator and then predator two, which kind of moves into the city and has, um, uh, not, is it Donald Glover? Yeah. Um, but he has him going You're after the about Predator Danny in the Glover? city. Danny Glover, yes, that's who I'm talking about. But he's going after him in the city, and then for the longest time, you don't have a lot of Predator movie action uh, until kind of AVP comes back into play, and then they did Predators and um, Alien vs. Predator Requiem, which was not that great of a movie, in my opinion. And then they have some others that they've tried. but. I don't know. I, I just think it'd be cool if we actually, you know, have you watch some alien movies and then maybe watch Alien vs. Predator and see if you appreciate the way they kind of pulled the two franchises together. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm down. Nice. So, um, aside from that, I really liked a lot of the practical stuff. Um, for example, <laughs> the uh, blood of the Predator. Like it being that green yeah. color, that neon um, green. Yeah, um, it had kind of like a a Mountain Dew type <laughs> glow stick effect going on there. Yeah, it really did. I really appreciate uh, the fact that they use that to kind of number one show a difference between human blood and alien blood, but to see how that also kind of played into. Um, it dripping down and revealing the location of the predator and how that was shot using the kind of like um transparent camouflage that it had like that was really cool to kind of try to peek out and see where in the woods it was and there was always that kind of distorted look around it that you could kind of see where it's at right so like those practical effects that they did for that um i thought that was really cool Kind of see all that different stuff coming together. Yep. Yeah, I would agree. You know, uh, something else I just thought of, and uh, I'm interested in your opinion, is we reviewed this, but we never talked about Anna or Anna or however you pronounced her name. The uh, mm-hmm. the girl that they take captive. Right. Was she necessary? Um, I don't know. Like, I want to say yes. Like, she's there as kind of a a little bit of a conflict for them to also deal with while they're also going and having this thing hunting them. So they're trying to kind of yeah. protect her. Um, and obviously they're trying to get her to the chopper and safe. Uh, so I don't know, like it kind of makes sense that they would have someone that like, if they're going in for Intel and they're trying to get out with that Intel, having someone that can pass that along makes sense. But yeah. Yeah. I just, just in in remembering the movie, like mm-hmm. she, I, she didn't stick out to me very much, you know. No, like, was, I think she was, was there to add. Her, yeah, yeah, like they had moments with her, like where she saw the monster, or she saw the monster kill the person that was protecting her. 
Like right. that kind of set up some conflict and a little bit of like what's going on type moment for the audience. Um, so I don't want to say she wasn't absolutely necessary, but yeah, you could probably get by without her. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was just, I was just re looking over my notes and I had her written down as one of the, the key people, but at the same point, like <laughs> I'm like, well, well, what what did she really contribute, really? You know, mm -hmm. other than like kind of showing that that Dylan wasn't very uh, capable, you know, um, and really that was that was really what I got out of it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I definitely see that point, and I think it's a fair uh, observation. But yeah, in general, I just. Uh... I do enjoy this movie. It's one I usually go back and watch at least every year or two. Yeah, I could I could see myself doing that as well. Yeah. So what do you uh feel that you uh would give it score wise? I would I would give this one a solid four out of five. Four out of five. Yes, sir. That is I think about where I put it. Um I think I'd go with a four out of five as well. There's okay. just a lot of stuff like, as I said, I love the practical stuff here. Um, obviously, it's not a great story, but it's simple. It's effective. It's got a cool monster. Um, it has a lot of cool moments, has a lot of great one liners, uh, a lot of cool explosions, a lot of cool traps and stuff set up in the woods. So, yeah, I really respect what they were able to do with this movie. Yeah, I I agree with that 100%. Great, great. So, Joe, for the next recommendation, I was thinking we get into the Christmas spirit and go with Die Hard. Ooh. Ooh? I'm assuming Ooh. you want to maybe do a little synopsis of what it is, or have you I do. had similar uh, exposure to it? So this is, this is one of the ones... This is going to be a weird one because... Uh, you know, you have to be living under a rock to not know about Die Hard, but I haven't seen it. So what am I the kettle calling it self black, I guess? Mm. Um, so I know like Hans Gruber is a thing. Uh, I know Bruce Willis crawling through vents is a thing, but that's about as far as what I know as, as far as it goes. All right. So it sounds like a good recommendation to me, huh? Sure does. And just in time for Christmas, which obviously it is kind of a controversial um, type thing on whether or not it is really a Christmas movie or not. I feel like that better be a part of the discussion when we're done. Because I, I, I do see on the Internet quite often about whether Die Hard should be a Christmas movie or not. Agreed. Agreed. All right. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, same. Well, that wraps up this episode. Thanks for joining. And thanks for dragging me to the movies. No problem. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.